The Lord is in his holy temple, let all the earth keep silence before him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. As in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Psalm 71 on page 425. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust, let me never be put to confusion. But rid me and deliver me in thy righteousness, incline thy ear unto me and save me. Be thou my stronghold, whereunto I may always resort. Thou hast promised to help me, for thou art my house of defense and my castle. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the ungodly, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou, O Lord God, art the thing that I long for. Thou art my hope, even from my youth. Through thee have I been holden up ever since I was born. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be always of thee. I am become, as it were, a monster unto many. O let my mouth be filled with thy praise, that I may sing of thy glory and honor all the day long. Cast me not away in the time of age, forsake me not when my strength faileth me. For mine enemies speak against me, and they that lay wait for my soul take their counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute him and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Go not far from me, O God, my God haste thee to help me. Let them be confounded and perish that are against my soul. Let them be covered with shame and dishonor that seek to do me evil. As for me, I will patiently abide always, and will praise thee more and more. 
my mouth shall speak daily speak of thy righteousness and salvation for i know no end thereof i will go forth in the strength of the lord god and i will make mention of thy righteousness only thou o god hast taught me from my youth up until now therefore will i tell of thy wondrous works forsake me not o god in mine old age when i am gray-headed until i have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to all them that are yet to forth. thy righteousness o god is very high and great things are they that thou hast done o god who is like unto thee O oh, what great troubles and adversities hast thou showed me yet didst thou turn and refresh me yea and broughtest me from the deep of the earth again thou hast brought me to great honor and comforted me on every side therefore will i praise thee in thy faithfulness o god playing upon an instrument of music unto thee will i sing upon the harp o thou holy one of israel my lips will be glad when i sing unto thee and so will my soul whom thou hast delivered my tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long for they are confounded and brought unto shame that seek to do me evil glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen here begins the fifth chapter of the book of Joshua. So it was when all the kings of the west side of the Jordan and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over that their heart melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel at that time the Lord said to Joshua make flint knives for yourself and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time so Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins and this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt, who were males, all the men of war, had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Egypt. For all the people who came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness, till all the people who were men of war, who came out of Egypt, were consumed, because they did not obey the voice of the Lord, to whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers that he would give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Then Joshua circumcised their sons, whom he raised up in their place, for they were uncircumcised, because they had not been circumcised on the way. 
<clears throat> so it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their places in the camp till all were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal, and kept Passover on the fourteenth day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna. But they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. <clears throat> and it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot. The place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the sixth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. <clears throat> now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. When it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot, Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who also became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples 
and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem, and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. The whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Then he lifted up his eyes toward his disciples and said, Blessed are you, poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, and when they exclude you, and revile you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy. For indeed your reward is great in heaven. For in like manner their fathers did to the prophets. Woe to you who are rich! For you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full, for you shall hunger. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. 
Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who never failest to help and govern those whom thou dost bring up in thy steadfast fear and love, keep us, we beseech thee, under the protection of thy good providence. Make us to have a perpetual fear and love of thy holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We have our first story on the other side of the Jordan River in, in the Promised Land. <clears throat> We're told an interesting thing that, that none of the um, people um, born in the wilderness were circumcised, that, that, they, they, that the people came out of Egypt been circumcised at the beginning, but then th that hadn't been done. And so now they go into the Promised Land and they um, renew the covenant and renew everyone's commitment to God as a prelude to, to the battle that is coming up. And the sense of it is that it's leaving behind the sins of the wilderness and what, what is called the reproach of Egypt. So now this generation is freed from the wilderness generation's sin of rebellion against God in the wilderness, and now they're ready to go and conquer. Uh, and we'll see, of course, the human nature causes its own problems again. But um, the key here for this scene is, is to understand that Israel is preparing for a battle to conquer Jericho. And what they do to prepare for that battle is not, in the first instance, you know, count out the soldiers, make sure we have enough weapons, simply think of it in military terms, but they renew their covenant with God and they um, make sure that they are in a state of of being clean in relationship to the covenant so that uh, God can go with them into the battle and fight for them. And, and when they are with God in the covenant, obeying his word, doing what he asks them to do, God will fight for them and they will always win. And this is kind of this, this cryptic figure of the commander of the Lord's army makes this point. It's interesting. He says, you for us are for enemies. He says, no, I'm for the I'm commander of the Lord's army, which which means 
the implication he's going to be with Israel when Israel is doing what God says to do, but when when Israel's not, the Lord's army is still the Lord's army. And then this is paradoxically how Israel begins to fight against the Lord when it stops doing what the Lord says to do. <clears throat> so the primary thing that makes Israel mighty for the battle is to be right with God and to and to renew their con, con, their their commitment and connection. And this sort of ties into our New Testament lesson where Jesus withdraws to the wilderness his battle to, to preach the gospel to Israel to begin the conquest uh, you know, of, of ultimately the entire world for God. But now it begins with he withdraws to the wilderness it's, and to discern. He always does this to see what God's will is, to hear the voice of the Father, and then to go out and choose disciples based on what God is calling him to do. And then even the Beatitudes and the Lucan Beatitudes are different than the Matthew ones in that Matthew talks about, in Matthew, Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, but Jesus says, blessed are you poor. But the idea of, of, of poverty and hungering and thirst for righteousness relates to this, this, this way of being sort of clean. The Old Testament sense of being ritually clean for the battle was an outward reality. You were, you were circumcised, you were, your sin was covered. In the New Testament, of course, we're talking about an interior purity of the heart, what is talked about when in, in the Old Testament, when it talks about the circumcision of the heart and being detached from wealth, blessed are you poor, that, that we fight our battle most effectively in the world when we're free from the love of riches, when we're free from contamination with things in the world. And this is for us the disciplines of, of tithing, the disciplines of continuous generosity, where we try to keep ourselves from being attached to things. Because when we get attached to things and they become idols, we, don't, our, we start losing the battle. We start being less effective in the battle. And we'll see this in Israel when somebody touches the unclean thing in Jericho. All of a sudden, this mighty army that can walk around a city and make it fall can't beat a small army down the road. And that's what happens to us when we drift away from being connected to God in our prayer and doing his will and word. And we drift into covetousness or some connection to things in the world we're weakened and all of a sudden when before we are conquering we begin to stumble. The other thing to remember about this scene is it's a communal scene that this is Israel the strong as a nation and a body and we as the church are strong as a body of Christ and our <clears throat> our strength as individual members of the body are by staying connected to that body and, and living together in community in that in that pursuit of holiness and, and not going off and and in getting ourselves separated by getting attached to things in the world and the own desires of our hearts, as we'll see with, with Achan in the Battle of Jericho. So a couple thoughts about today's lessons. Continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways and unto them thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. 
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. 